You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Well, hello, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday. So, uh, week been good? Week been yeah. okay? Yeah, we got through it. Yeah. Another another busy week. Got through, and uh, sad that it's, like, back to the next one. But, you mm. know... <laughs> And we're officially in March. How about that? Yes, we are. I know. February just flies on by, and then you got to pay rent again before you know it. It's all because you're missing a couple of (laughs) days, you know, those damn occasional leap years and whatnot. Sure. sure. How dare February? I know. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, you have like three less days to make extra cash. Like, come on, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we, should, we should always do it on the third or something. Right. Because every month has a three. So, there and you it, go. You know, I've never questioned it, but why? Why is that? Why is it 28 days for February? Like, where did that? I understand the calendar and all that and man made yeah. and whatnot. So, it was just part of the cycle do they i think so to supposedly try to keep us in the uh the right seasons when things shift and you know because the way the sun moves and does this nonsense for it all look i'm not a not a scientist no not an astronomer whatever it may be (laughs) i just go along with this crap man Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have no choice but yeah i'm sure it's like something very detailed to do with that and yeah. yeah, some sciencey person could probably explain it all better, and then I would just go, "Oh, okay," yeah. and probably not really understand what they meant. I'm just like, I know it happens. That's true. That's true. It's good enough for me. <laughs> I mean, we'll be in summer before you know it, and then we'll be back to Christmas, and then the cycle starts all <sighs> over again, and we're just like, "Where yeah. did the year go?" Every time, every time, mm-hmm. every time. So I wanted to pinpoint everybody to horror ramblings this week. We talked about. Megan or Mathrigan for the uninitiated. Mathrigan is yeah, what I see a lot of people say. <laughs> Have you seen this movie? I had it yet. No. Okay. Um, so I'm yeah. going to tell you a little something uh, about uh, something that I did that I shouldn't be mad, <laughs> but I'm a little mad about oh. it. So last week the plan was for uh, my wife and I to go see Cocaine Bear. Well, the entire weekend, as I kind of mentioned before, got shot and it was just, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing happened, this thing happened and the whole weekend went to shit and it was just like, ah, well, screw it. And and so we didn't go see it because we just didn't have the time or we didn't feel like we would have the time and it would just feel like not going out and enjoying ourselves, but just trying to to squeeze it in. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do that. for the sake of it. Yeah. So... It was just like, all right, well, to hell with it. And we're just kind of sitting there, and I, we still needed an episode for Horror Ramblings. And I saw that the unrated version of Megan was out, and I thought that would be worth talking about because it was not something that was initially released. Mm-hmm. Even when it came straight to video or VOD, 
they didn't yeah. put that out initially. It was just like after the fact. And they're like, oh, and by the way, unrated version if you want it. And it's like, oh, cool. Okay. So I thought, well, that would be kind of fun because we hadn't seen it. And I thought, well, since this is the unrated version, we could discuss that without having seen the PG-13 version. And okay. then that could be a fun kind of conversation. And then we kind of explore where they could have made the cuts or did it really matter if it was PG-13 or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a fun little discussion about it while also reviewing the movie. Mm-hmm. But to do that, I had to buy movie. Because, you know, streaming. And I, I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Sure. I've okay. heard I've heard good things. Maybe it'll be all right. But you see, what I didn't know is that this movie was also on Peacock. That oh, very no. day. Uh, and no. I happened to notice it the day I was posting up about the episode. And oh, no. I was just like. I think I had searched Google searched it because it was getting ready to look up images or something like that. And then it said, watch now, Peacock. And I was like, huh, what? I was like, no. Like the unrated version yes. was on Peacock yes. for free? The unrated wow. version. And I, I looked at it and I was like, wait, what? No, what? Huh? And then I just I typed in some, some stuff and I said, when did Megan drop on Peacock? And I said, February 24th. I was like, God damn it. Did you buy it on the 23rd? No, the 25th. Oh. So I should have known. Well, but again, you can't catch all the things. <laughs> but again, my, as my yeah. wife said, she was just like, well, at least you got it. And I was like, yeah, but I paid. <sighs> yeah, you probably can't turn, uh, give it back. Either. No, no. Get a refund. And it would have been nice, you know, because I, granted, I understand. It, for for the sake of saying it, I, I did think it was a good movie. If you want to hear all my thoughts about it, you go listen to that episode. I'm not going to spoil that here. Sure. But... It was just the fact that I already paid for this service where I could have watched it for free uh, yeah. without having felt to... like you paid for it twice. <laughs> right. I did. I didn't have to dole out twenty dollars to buy it. I could have just watched it there, and it would have evened itself out. I wouldn't have uh-huh. missed it in my collection. Damn. And now I'm stuck with it. Well, yeah. Again, not to complain, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's still just kind of like. Ah, a bummer of circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> Did not have to pay that money to watch it. That's that's one thing I'm always very cognizant of is if you get into this mood where you're like, like, because even when I'm on Vudu and I'll start looking at movies, like digital ones, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I want to mm. see that again. Oh, I hadn't seen that in a while. And then if I think about it for a second, I'm like, well, can I watch it on another streaming platform? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, yeah. Yeah, you can. Sure. So yeah. why not just do that? As opposed to buy it. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I bought a movie. Yeah. A- unless it's a, a movie like the Marvel movies, which I have all of, or collection, mm-hmm. or Godzilla film, which I have all. Yeah. That's that's a collection I am creating. A physical mm-hmm. media collection. So if it's something like that or a very special edition version of a movie and, you know, you want to have that, sure. Yeah. But... Some most of the time for a basic run of the mill movie that we all see, right? It, no it's going to be there. It's going to be yeah. available. It's going to be on some service mm-hmm. at any point, all the time. Yeah, probably in I, certain ones. There are tons of movies I have been waiting to see, like dying to see, mm-hmm. and I just pull back on renting it 
I understand it, you know, could give money to the, the filmmakers when I get it, but I know it's going to wind up on one of these services. I'm very cocaine bear. That was actually what I was talking about. That will wind up on Peacock because it's a universal oh, release. very soon. I wouldn't imagine that would be a very long theatrical run. No offense. No, no, no. But <laughs> like if you waited maybe like four more weeks, you'd probably well, have it on VOD somewhere. Doing the math on it, Megan came out in January. I'm almost yeah. positive. And the, a month later, it's already on Peacock. So it I'm feels gonna... like they're coming to streaming or an at-home service much quicker than they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to milk that as so, long as you could in the theaters, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold yeah. off. I really want to see it, but it's a universal release. All those seem to wind up on Peacock, so I'll, I'll bide my time. Just give it a beat. Yeah, yeah. you so, might, might get to see it fairly soon. I'm looking forward to it, regardless. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. And Elizabeth Banks, you know, who knew? that? Like, that's the, the direct... Oh, she in it? She directed it. Oh, yeah. interesting. And it's just I such didn't... an oddity. You're like, Elizabeth Banks? Yeah. Okay. I know she directed. I mean, um, to okay. each her own. I mean, I'm... I'm and this of... to be the debut? <laughs> I th- well, I think she's done... Or has she done some other stuff? She, I think she directed... Uh, one of the Pitch Perfect, if not two of the Pitch Perfect movies. I don't think oh. she did the first one. I think she did the follow-up. Maybe. And then a few other yeah. films here and there. So she's she's had her hand in directing for a little while, but that's, this, yeah, all right. yeah. you know, it's yeah. just an odd, that's a name you wouldn't necessarily associate. You no. know, you'd think this would be one of these wild-ass directors who just do stupid asylum shit right. or something. Not like a bunch of comedy, yeah. romantic comedy movies. I don't know. It seems like there was a good few of those in there, too. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. Well, you know. Like I said, I'm uh, not knocking her. I think that's Wide inspired. variety of interests. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, anyway, yeah. uh, what you been playing? Ooh, okay. So, I did more Oxygen Not Included. Um, I am starting to get a little better but i had to like trash a few more bases because power becomes a little ridiculous mm. and out of control and uh i'm still trying to figure out why i have a transformer that can output four thousand kilowatts but the highest wire i have is two so i'm like what well, that's just gonna overheat everything why are you even gonna give me a transformer that can pull that much <laughs> so maybe i'll figure it out at some point um like why i would need a transformer that has way more than I'll ever be able to pull from Mm. a wire that I've, you know, uh, they have like heavier watt wires, but they can't go through walls. Hmm. So I'm like, am I supposed to just make them all unhappy with wires hanging out everywhere out in the open? You know, that Mm. doesn't seem safe. doesn't seem like a good time. Anyway, so I broke down and watched a tutorial because I was getting so tired of getting about 115 days in to have to abandon it because I made such a mess that it wasn't even worth it Uh, (laughs) to try to go back and fix. I'd have everything crossed over each other so many times where I'm like, I don't even, I can't even follow where this is going anymore. I just bloop, bloop, just keep drawing more wires wherever I need it, not Mm -hmm. even paying attention to how much more I'm adding to the weight of, you know, the pull. Uh, so yeah, and they're getting really hot. So I'm ah. getting to the point where I have to figure out how I'm supposed to cool this, this shit down. Cause like, yeah, part of their base is like 95 degrees right now. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't I'm sorry there's an ice biome right next door if you want to just walk over there and chill for a minute but I'm trying to figure out how to get some of that over here we'll figure it out or you'll die I don't know we'll see Um, but uh, went through the mafia definitive edition as well um just to take a look see and then ended up playing through the whole thing because it actually wasn't that long Mm -hmm. um I don't remember how long it took before if I see I don't think I ever played the first one I think I did two and then three Mm. and for some reason missed the first one altogether so this is probably my first time playing through it Uh, but it looks good plenty of memes (laughs) that I could make out of it Um, yeah same story Uh, rebuilt pretty well Um, I don't really know what to add to it I mean it's a far cry from the first one obviously because the first one came out well it was the PS2 era because I think it came out on PC first and then got ported over to some consoles or whatever. So we're talking, what, almost 20 years? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's definitely the rebuild looks a heck of a lot nicer um, and way different, too, if you did uh, side-by-side because we were just starting to get facial features, I guess, yeah. about that time instead of it just being like a blank face with some eye holes and stuff where you can insert whomever you want to see there. <laughs> and uh, so I think there was probably some liberties with imagining what they would look like in this format because um, you would put um, what's his name Tommy side by side Tommy Angelo you know mm-hmm. it's like uh, okay <laughs> he's a little <laughs> slimmer faced looking now you know and all that kind of stuff I'm a little more squared out in the other one but yeah good job I don't know it's from 2k so I just I'm happy that it came for free on something because yeah <laughs> I don't like giving them money <laughs> I and you know what they're one of the ones now that I kind of wait for a console or if the hubs is interested or anything because they always want you to log into their launcher and it's like leave me alone yeah. 2k that's the one thing console players at least still have over us is you don't have to deal with this DRM nonsense as, <laughs> as often there's some games that make you go online but like for the most part you can just kind of Mm-hmm. play so that's what i did there too um but that was about it because i sunk a lot of more time into oxygen not included because i was really determined to figure out how i was going to get up into space mm-hmm. like i'm digging up man and we're getting pretty far and i'm still not seeing seeing open air so i don't i don't know how much longer because it's starting to take them a really long time to get from my base to all the way the heck up there because we have to build a ladder yeah to space yeah Yeah, to space okay that makes sense i mean if there's a better way i haven't found it yet (laughs) so i'm just building a ladder and digging up in my little atmo suit just in case they come across gases and stuff that might kill them and i'm hoping i'll eventually just find the surface and then i don't know what to do from there that's probably when i'm supposed to start making all the stuff to get the hell out but um there's so much i'm just now trying to get things automated and i had to watch some tutorials on that too because jesus christ you guys like they'd have an and gate or a not gate or this gate and i'm like how am i supposed to like i'm reading the instructions and still it's not making sense how i'm supposed to hook this stuff up you know it's too detailed so i was like hey dude hey mr magnet on youtube thank you very detailed i appreciate you um, and I may not understand what I'm doing, but at least I'll know which thing does which, and that'll be good enough for me. Sure. <laughs> Cause I don't know if I'm going to understand how deep they got in it. Uh, but I think that was it this week. I think I did another round of 10 dates mm-hmm. to try to, um, see if I could win, um, win, listen to me, um, 
win a date. Yeah, that's how it is. But whatever, at the end where we're actually all happy in the shot about how we're, you know, happy together and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I'm still finding it kind of funny that I'm I'm fine on all of the dude dates, but the chick dates look I guess I don't know what women want either. Yeah. I'm saying the answers that I think would make sense and then when they get all upset I'm like, I don't I don't know why that made you upset. <laughs> I don't know what I said. <laughs> Okay, but I failed all of the chick dates so far, and um, I think now I'm to the point where I've picked all the options that I'm probably just down to the correct ones. Yeah. I just found it funny. I looked at my hubs. I'm like, I don't know what we want either, man, clearly, because I'm failing all of the chick dates, but the dude dates, nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I guess I I wouldn't be good dating women. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make them happy. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been playing? Well, I tried a little bit more in the VR, which, by the way, I don't know if you caught this or not, but uh, I got... Vaz came in with a response on YouTube. Boy, oh boy, did he post a wall of a comment. My VR guru. Yeah, because he was trying to explain a lot and kind of put some things into perspective, like... The one comment, and he broke all this down. So if you want to see the entire comment, I'll have to go check. It's on YouTube. He broke it down with time codes, so exactly where we were talking about something, and then he explains it. It's like, for example, the small head issue that I mentioned. You know how everyone seems like it got small heads? Yeah. He said it could be a scaling thing. You know, there could be just some adjustments you can make in the settings, and that could give them, you know, the bigger. Uh, or realistic more size yeah realistic size yeah. because they always kind of seem just just yeah, teeny just, tiny just, yeah, yeah like i'm just, just gonna squeeze, squeeze your head with my big fist yeah <laughs> uh so he said you know it can vary from game to game uh mentioned even where I, I said that the star wars game looked a lot sharper and cleaner than the horizon game and he said mm-hmm. it could be from you know that's coming from o- oculus quest it was kind of built for that so they're using like Increased resolution, super sampling, all this other stuff where Horizon is pushing the console to its limits. And they're they're using that foveated rendering where it has to follow your eyes. Because sure, I mentioned yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And built then, on different engines or yeah. for different systems. That makes sense. So that could definitely be part of that. Mentioned uh, walking, the, the locomotion, the teleportation kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Those options. Uh, what else? I like the teleport. <laughs> the one thing that I was really happy to explain, because I remember seeing this in Horizon a lot, and I I was fig- trying to figure out like what it was, and I may have mentioned it, and mm-hmm. oh, I had to, I think, is where you see kind of a black border around your eyes every now and again. And I just didn't oh, yeah. understand what, what was kind of doing that. And he was saying that it's something uh, like a vignette setting that is trying to reduce uh, motion sickness. So it kind of shrinks your uh, FOV to Mm kind of help as you're moving and kind of limits your your motion sickness. So he said it could be a setting that's done by default. It could be something you could turn off. So just Mm -hmm. check your settings. Didn't know that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. All right. So I was so happy to hear all these comments because it put a lot of things into perspective. Now I know what to look Mm -hmm. for. Now, because... Yeah, I'm not like you said. He's the VR guru. He, he yeah, knows he everything always, about it, or at least as long as I've known him, 
Mm-hmm. You know, has always been into VR and pushing VR. And so if I ever had any questions, he was always the one. And he knew how to break it down in a way that I could understand, which was always yeah. nice. So I appreciate you, Vaz. You know how to talk to me and make it make sense. For sure. And so <laughs> which it, is a huge feat in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, he definitely helped me understand what I need to be looking for, what is happening. So mm-hmm. if I happen to see these discrepancies or anything that seems out of place, now I know what I'm looking for. Now I know why right. it's happening. So I really appreciated that. Plus, he also mentioned he is also not a fan of flying with controllers. He'd rather have a controller in his hand, like a genuine controller yeah. to fly, versus trying to do it with your hands because, oh my God, that shit was insane. Yeah. So. Well, you already heard my story of the time I tried to fly, and mm-hmm. I just never went back into that <laughs> nonsense. Yep. Nope. Nope. I had to hard shut it down, baby. I wouldn't put my head back in that. Yeah. <laughs> So that I really appreciated his comments as always. So that yeah. that helped. Uh, another one though that I did play, and this was I was kind of waiting on something to download, and I just I got a little impatient, and I realized, and this was in the bedroom <laughs> PlayStation. I was trying to download something, and I was just kind of sitting there, and I don't have a lot downloaded on that console because I don't use it very often. Mm-hmm. And you're probably wondering why I have it. It's to, for, yeah, for reasons, like, goddamn. You got yeah. more than one. I can't even find mm-hmm. one. <laughs> when my wife and I want to play a game together, uh-huh. that is how we do it. That's <laughs> not, it's actually, um, I knew a lot of people that had double PS4s and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. gaming couples or whatever. Yeah. I think people just got pissy with the fives because they were still wanting one. Sure. I, I don't think it's an uncommon thing to do with gaming couples. But guess what? They're available now. So anyway. Um, I haven't I, looked in a while. God, I hope they are. I've heard <laughs> that they are. I heard they're not hard to find anymore. So hey. that's that's just what I've heard. Anyway, uh, the game that I played was The Messenger, which is the oh, yeah. uh, kind of 8-bit throwback or I guess more mm-hmm. six, 8 to 16-bit, somewhere in that uh, you know side-scrolling platformer, very yeah. reminiscent of uh, Ninja Gaiden. From the NES days. I I mean, I probably would have played it much, much longer had I not went back to the game that I was actually initially waiting for. But I was getting into it. I was like, oh, yeah, I could definitely get into this long term Mm -hmm. just for the small amount of time that I did play it. So I was really excited to or I'm excited to continue on to that. But the game did insult me (laughs) before I uh, I quit, which Uh feels very much in line with a Devolver published game. Oh, okay. Is yeah. I was doing really, really good mm-hmm. playing the game. And then I went into an area and I just, I made, I was going too fast. My brain wasn't keeping up and I jumped straight into a hole and died. First time I died, right? Uh-huh. And then it takes me back to a checkpoint. And then this little being pops up and is like, hey, is like, uh, brought you back here and your character's like, well, who are you? She's like, oh, no, no, uh, I, I'm, I'm somebody who will help you along your journey should you have an accident, you know, because clearly you're not that good. And I was like, oh, well, fuck you. Right. <laughs> like, aw. Something to that effect that was just, you know, yeah. insulting my, my gaming skills. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, kiss yeah. my ass. I thought right. I was doing very well. I just made yeah. a mistake. It was the first time I died, man. So that was about the time I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I, I definitely want to play it more. I have been wanting to play it along with so many games in my library. Sure, there right. are games that 
Ex- you know, they, they... Are you a gamer if you don't have a backlog hundreds of games long? Yeah, you'd think so. All these people who <laughs> complain that they finished a game within two days is like, but you probably spent all your time playing it. Mm-hmm. And what... Some of us have lives. No yes. offense, so, but... You know, some of us have to do other things. Yeah. Or, yeah, well... Or they just need one of those, like... Like an oxygen not included. There's you're just gonna go forever, guys. Mm-hmm. Go forever. I mean, they good until about a thousand hours in. <laughs> you think that they're the audience for those uh, those one games that everybody are starting to hate? The one, the uh, what do they call them? The li- live service games. Oh yeah, yeah where yeah. it's just we're gonna keep going forever until we can't mm-hmm. anymore because no one's playing our game. Right. Well, because we keep putting out new ones and killing the server on the other one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that. you can't you can't do that. <laughs> if you want one thing to survive, you have to make it good, and then you have to continue to focus on it. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Live, sir. Oh, I, I mean, look at Fortnite. I mean, I may not like it, but I mean, they figured it out. Yeah, and kudos. I mean, kudos to them. They have new seasons all the time, new skins, new content. They're always get you know. So it's like if you're into that sort of thing, I mean, they kind of nailed the model. And I can't I can't imagine. There being so many more of those type games. Because if everyone's playing Fortnite, then why would you go to another game like well, I mean, that? Mix it up. Yeah, maybe, but you have yeah. to change the way it's played <laughs> for well, it to well, be different like, I would enough. Imagine, uh, <clears throat> like the COD ones that do that, I think they have those modes now or whatever where it's Battle Royale. Maybe you're in the mood for something more realistic than the cartoony that you get out of Fortnite. I don't know. Speaking I've of I've not which, really played any of them, so I can't really help with the net positives on those games. But And and not to... I know we've knocked Fortnite on the show before, uh, and I'm going to knock it again because I don't understand this. Now, look, when you put characters into a game, uh, if it's like Spider-Man, Superman, or... Uh, some other fictional superhero character. Makes sense. Sure? Right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. When I see Adonis Creed being added to Fortnite, doesn't make sense. What? Yeah. I missed that. Yep. Okay. I was like, well, I ah. like, I like Michael B. George. So do I. Sure, but I guess. <laughs> what? Uh, what? How? Yeah, I don't Why? Know. He's, he's yeah. literally in boxing gear. And I'm like, I don't understand this but yeah was he a bigger character than i realized don't know don't know okay i'm so confused but good movies i guess they are yeah maybe they're just running out of people to put in yeah i guess getting sponsors wherever you can (laughs) yeah but yeah well there is a new movie right they're supposed to be doing another creed one so maybe it's some cross promotion of some sort for kids to go see the movie yeah which, by the way, I, I don't think we spoke about this because uh, that was the week or week. I don't know. So, uh, I saw the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie that everyone is bitching and complaining about because all Marvel mm-hmm. movies are terrible now. Yeah. You know, I had fun yeah. with it. it. It it made me think of, because I always have fun with these movies, it made me yeah. think of um like an odd issue of a comic. Like you just mm-hmm. happen to be walking in and you see Ant-Man fights Kang and you're like, huh. Sure, I'll pick that up. And then you read it, and it's a simple story. You're like, cool. And you put it down. That's how I felt about the movie. It was just like, it's. it That's was another issue. <laughs> yeah, it was another issue of the Marvel comic. It, it mm-hmm. introduced a character or reintroduced a character, depending on, I won't spoil things. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, okay, cool. Cool. And then I was about my way. 
Okay? But I will say, despite what anyone wants to shit on in that movie, Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. he's a force to be reckoned with. He's going yeah. to be the next big actor if he's not already. Because, my God. What's his name? Jonathan West? Yeah, Jonathan Majors. He was the guy who was in... He was the lead in Lovecraft Country on HBO. Oh, yes. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't remember his name. You know how I am with names. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's Gosh. the rival in Creed 3. Okay. And he already looks like he's he's knocking that out of the park. I felt like mm-hmm. he, he did a solid job in Ant-Man. And that's only a taste of what he's going to do later on. Because yeah. his character in that movie is going to be the next big villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we have only seen a fraction of what he's going to do. But again, I'm not just talking in Marvel terms. I'm talking about actors whole dude's going to blow up. Okay. He's really good. Yeah. The few things that I've seen him in, and I'm sure he's done more. It's just when you start to recognize the face, you know. But surprisingly, I went and looked through his filmography. It's like, what was he in prior to Lovecraft Country? And there wasn't there wasn't much. Like anything I that I'd heard of or anything, mm-hmm. there wasn't much. So I was really surprised. So it was like that was his breakout role, and then he's just. I would say that's when I first remembered seeing him. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But he's he's. He's got he's a star on the rise and I can't wait to see what mm-hmm. he does because he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, he it's good. And is and good. I, I'm so glad that they nabbed him for such a crucial role so early on. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't think it'll be the Marvel movies that people will remember him for, but it's gonna help get his star to shine brighter. Sure. Yeah. But I can't no, wait to see what he does. Yeah, recognition. He, he's I think he's it, where they like to say, I don't even know what I'm trying to say about him. I, I just, I'm going to pray. I've said all I can. I praise yeah, the man. I can't wait out. to see what he's, he's going to do. Yeah. I was sad Lovecraft Country got canceled for season two. Cause I think it would have, yeah. I mean, I liked the first season. I enjoyed all of the actors in that. Honestly, I thought they all did a really great sure. job. I mean, unless you were just kind of over the Lovecraft thing, but that's just always going to be the case. Right. Everyone likes to make stories based on Lovecraft. Hmm. So, no, it was it was a solid show, and I was disappointed as well. Um, But it did kind of end in in a sense that you could be like, yeah, okay. It didn't leave anything dangling where you're like, oh man, what about this? What about that? I wasn't sure if they were going to continue with the same people anyway. Sure. So yeah, who knows? But Mm. still sad. It was Mm. a good show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I, I, I went off on a, uh, on a tangent there, as usual. But, as uh, we do. What, do. what do you got in the way of news? We have a little bit to chat about this week, for sure. Um, let's see. We got, a, like, a lot of different, well, yeah, good amount of things out of Ubisoft. We mm. can take it good or bad at this point. Yeah. Um, I know we've chatted about how Ubisoft announced plans for the Assassin's Creed franchise. Um, I believe late last year they kind of announced this whole lineup of different spinoffs or... Mm stories that was going to be coming um so i think that was like six games that they were talking about one of them being a multiplayer and one being a vr title so four plus those two um so the vr title um nexus supposed well project nexus what we're calling it right now um we might see it at e3 this year um, that seems to be the murmurings that's when it'll get shown off. So, hey, we'll still have something to see at yeah, E3 this year. I guess. Um, 
Um, and so, which is funny to me because I was already reading articles about them talking about Project Nexus 2. And it's like, whoa, 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 Ubisoft. Put out one game first. Yeah, please. Remember releasing games? Remember that? Um, and so, <laughs> just get the one out the door. Uh, but they added in the three titles. So, we got the working titles, Nebula, Raid, and Echoes. Um, and they each have a different studio that'll be developing um each of the games so i would imagine you'd have different feels and styles hopefully to each one um so uh, ubisoft sophia for example developed assassin's creed 3 liberation and rogue they're the ones who pitched nebula um to have three different settings in just that game so they were talking india aztec empire and the mediterranean which could be interesting to have more than one setting possibly um and then the other developing team that's pitching raid which i don't think we'd be interested in looks like a free-to-play four-player co-op but it is pve so i mean at least there's that i'm just not a huge fan of pvp personally myself so um and it's believed to involve characters from the assassin's creed universe they have a universe obviously because i mean they have a lot of games (laughs) a lot of people um and then the other team uh ubisoft annecy um who was involved in division two um, and Splinter Cell uh, is pitching another multiplayer using Ubisoft Scalar, which is their engine. Um, I don't know. With all this, they're going back to this annual release schedule. At least it sounds like they're supposed to be varied and it'll mix it up. One was even toting about different play styles and stuff, which I would welcome in that game. Different yeah. mechanics, different play styles. Mix it up somehow. So maybe it could be kind of exciting with three different teams kind of probably more but you know mm. i mean the multiplayer ones for me and assassin's creed was already kind of for me <laughs> but i know you like a lot of the titles so i was kind of interested to hear if you would be excited to hear that there's different styles hopefully of the game coming well it kind of boils down to i guess what my love for the game is because i never think about it and every time i hear another one i'm just like <sighs> another one another one but then when i play it i'm into it yeah you know i just i have to get to that point and i don't know why i i sigh so heavily when i think about these games i guess because i know that they are the same thing the formula is the same and again and again yeah but i always find myself drawn into them like the viking valhalla I thought, well, you know, that's that's new enough. That's something different that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But then the longer you play, it's just like, well, but it is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's... We're still diving into hay bales mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, okay. So, but, I mean, they added a few interesting, like having your, your base camp and whatnot. I thought that was kind of nice to, to have a little mm-hmm. hub that you go back to and a little village. So, that was something new, kind of. I mean, yeah. I, I don't... Now, granted, I say that... I don't know if they did that in Origins or Odyssey, which I do have. I just have not played them. And I understand that was the third entry in that particular trilogy, as it were. Trying to remember which was coming out first. And 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 like you said, the the locales, you know, you're you're mixing Mm -hmm. it up where you go. That's interesting. You know, if you're going you're doing something different where you know the going back to the uh, what was it? Uh, oh, god damn it! Uh, <laughs> Greece, yeah. Greece, Sorry. Oh, and yes. Odyssey. 
You you went there, and then there was Egypt and Origins. That seems fascinating enough. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I'll get uh, there, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully and, they'll just mix it up. Yeah, and and like bit, you said, mixing yeah. up the play styles. I don't. I don't know what you do <laughs> to mix it up. You know. Because they did, they did make those. What was it like the two, two point five D side scroller? Oh, oh, like some China, Russia, and something else. Oh my god, I'd have to look up a full list. Yeah, but because there's been so many at this point. But it was something different, in Mm -hmm. in a manner of speaking. So, are you talking about like that being different? Are you talking about like? I was hoping that they were actually going to be varying up some play styles or different mechanics in it because I yeah. felt like it was kind of the same ones each time. Oh, yeah, uh, Maybe absolutely. you have to press different buttons or a different power-up or whatever, but out of what I've seen, it always seemed like the same core mechanics apply mm-hmm. with how you fought, with how you dodged, with, you know, hiding. Yeah, when, it's you know, all the same. Diving from large things. So it just seemed like they mixed up the setting. Maybe an engine or something, you know, graphics might have improved from when they first started coming out, you know, but I think that's what I was looking for was something more unique in its game style or in its game play Mm -hmm. that might want to make me come back to try it again, where I'm not feeling like I'm just playing the same game in a different setting. That's what I was hoping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It would be nice if they could, if they would. Mm -hmm. Do I have faith that they will? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I guess if you liked Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation and Rogue, um, then you might like the one that they're pitching with the three different settings since the other two was multiplayer. But um, who knows? You might like the PvE one with some friends, you know. Mm. But if you like PvP, then maybe that's not it. Then maybe just wait for the other one. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Assassin's Creed in all the ways. In all the ways you want to play them. Online, not online. Like, I wouldn't mind playing a two-player co-op Assassin's Creed. It could be kind of fun, but I understand that they never think about the way those games play together. They always change the mechanics. I want to. I want to play. I want a two-player game co-op online that you can play through the story together, like mm-hmm. Monster Hunter, like a way out or, or a way it out. Takes two. Yeah. Takes two. There was even what was that one game? Uh, come on. Uh, uh, Dying Light, the original Dying Light. You could do that. Oh online okay. and and play the story together now oh, granted yeah. you had to whoever was farther i guess into the story like one person would initiate the story and then you'd both kind of go on it together mm-hmm. something like that but no stuff like that I, that's how i want to do multiplayer i don't want some off kilter bullshit right. where it's just like well it's not the base game but you can play your friends over here. i don't want that i want to play yeah. the base game with my friends no, and I think with once I played A Way Out or It Takes Two, it was a more fun way to play multiplayer yeah. than I had it before. Because even back in the day, you were splitting a screen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think maybe Resident Evil 6 kind of had something like that, but... Maybe. Where you got to play the story together. I didn't get to finish it because I do remember, I think it was five or six that I played with a buddy at his house for a little bit that kind of went that way. But it was still split screen. Yeah. So I, you know, um, which I imagine I think a way out was also, but it takes two wasn't as bad. Like it was split screen, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. But you're both 
cooperating on the same storyline. Yeah. You know, like I needed you to go do that thing while I go do the other thing. Like they made the point for each character, yeah. you know, they were needed. And that's, um, I think that's yeah. why I really enjoyed <clears throat> um, playing Monster Hunter with mm-hmm. Katrina so much is because it was, okay, well, we've got a hunt to do. What do you want to do? And then we pick one and we go. Now, granted, I know that doesn't play necessarily the same as something like It Takes Two mm-hmm. or A Way Out. But again, there was this cooperation. So we would do the th- same thing together. We were playing mm-hmm. in the same space together. No Man's Sky. I like cooperative play. Yeah, there's... I wouldn't even consider that cooperative in a sense. Like, we're kind of in the same areas. We can help one another. Oh, for No Man's Sky. Yeah, but I don't necessarily feel like what I'm doing affects what she's doing and vice versa. So there's not really any kind of core uh, multiplayer. You know, do you remember a game? I think it was called Kane and Lynch. That does sound familiar. I feel like that, like the game itself was kind of meh, but I want to say that was one of the first times I personally had played a co-op game that kind of did that, where it split off where your character had one mission to do and then the other character had the other one to do. And you still played together most it, but then, and that was the first time personally I had seen it and thought it was so cool. I almost wanted to play the second one just because of that, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really, like the game itself was kind of meh. I didn't care for the story as much. But, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that kind of game style to the point where I almost just wanted to play the second one because, yeah. you know, with the hubs, because I didn't see them as much. I don't know. Well, I think it would be ideal. Like you, you have a game if you say it's single player, but think about all the times you're stuck with some NPC mm-hmm. and you have to walk with their ass mm-hmm. to the location. It's like. <clears throat> I don't want to hear your conversation. I just want to get to the location so we can get this over with. You're not to just let's go. Let's right. go. And you're they just stroll their ass along. Why can't I just have a two player? We both run up there together, take care of it, boom, done. Time filler. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's all it is. Padding run times. Padding. I, I genuinely believe you could turn a lot of these single player games into multiplayer games. Co-op. Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. can play with someone else online and you do the same missions together and you just play the game together. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. But what good. do I know? We'll see. Well, if you are a fan of Assassin's Creed, it's about to be a really good few years for you. That's all I got to say. There's a lot of them coming down the pike. Uh, But staying with Ubisoft a little bit here, and I know it's kind of pointless to even talk about this game anymore, but uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 continues its curse. um, As this week, the dev team lost its managing director, uh, Guillaume Carmona. Yeah, sure. that's probably how you say that. Um, who apparently hasn't even been to work this year at all and just announced wouldn't be coming back. So I don't know if we really <laughs> needed to know up until now that they weren't coming back if they hadn't been at work in 2023 at all. Uh, so no reason was cited that I can tell um, and is under legal privacy with it being Ubisoft. My brain, unfortunately, goes to the bad place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know for a fact. Um 
So, yeah, it's just, I'm sorry. My mind's like, oh, you don't want to say, and it's Ubisoft? <laughs> that could be really garbage. I don't know. Oh, Which, yeah. come to find out, is on the heels of an investigation into the company by the local government in France for violating labor laws. Uh, hmm. So, where the devs were reporting burnout, having to take sick leave just to get a break. Um, and the game isn't even technically in full production. So, I wonder why they're even bothering to put it in the news any longer. It's been over a decade, right? Like, since... I feel Supposedly. like longer. Yeah. Can we just let these devs move on? Please. So they can create something people will see? Yeah. Instead of getting abused for what? Exactly. They don't even for know. For what? what? The, like what's happening? <laughs> they don't even know what the game is anymore. It has changed so much over however long it's been. It's like you it's see, been started over, right? Like yeah. three times, four times. It's like, I don't know. One minute you see this piece of artwork and we're like, well, here's here's Beyond Good and Evil 2. Look what it's going to be about. And you're like, oh, okay, I remember those characters. And then they show you more uh, art or, or video or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they've come up with. And I don't know who these characters are. I don't know what you're even talking about. This looks nothing like the game that I played yeah. previously back in 2000, whenever the fuck. Right. And <laughs> I just, I don't... It's been 84 I, years. I don't know what this is. So... You, I, I honestly feel like they literally either have to reinvent this entire thing or you're mm-hmm. going to have to re-release, which I would honestly prefer at this point, remaster yeah. and re-release the original to revitalize interest yeah. in this series because no one remembers it. And these poor people, like, <clears throat> why? Mm-hmm. why? I mean, I know you need a job and you're going to stick with what you need to get to, but dear Lord, can you give them a different project? I don't know. Please. I just feel like give them something they can like release. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I mean, between all of that and then hearing about this investigation into it, it just seems like it's a bad time that needs to stop. But um, supposedly well-being checks are ongoing for the team who's been burdened with this development cycle for so long. Um, and it isn't sounding like it's working out. But um, with the managing director gone and the way that it's been going... Uh, and I mean, that managing director was with the company, they said, 20 years and left and left the Paris office in 2019 to become head of the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the one who created Rayman. So... He's Carmona isn't commenting at this time, but there's been plenty of reports of even devs going out for extended periods for stress and illness and include some of the leads of these teams. So I don't know. It just may be time to pack it in. It sounds like if you're just abusing these people, no game seems to be getting actually developed. Um, and it's been so long Yeah. that I just, I feel like at this point I wouldn't even want it if this is how it's getting developed. Sure. But you know how I feel about treating people like garbage over a game. I've got plenty of things to play. Like, just take your time and give them regular work weeks. Um, But then we'll follow up with the team that actually does that. Um, So, sadly, it's on the heels of another delay. But um, The Wolf Among Us 2 is uh, now delayed, not happening in 2023, as originally thought. Um, Telltale delayed uh, the... But they said there's no good date that they're aiming for right now, that they're just like, when it's ready, it'll be done. Um, And thankfully, as I was reading, the reason behind a lot of the delay was that um, they didn't want to do any kind of crunch with the team. Um, So thank you for that. They were like, it would have had to have been major crunch to get it out this year. And they were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to mistreat our our peeps. Um, And the CEO, Jamie Audley, uh, went on to say that planning a business around crunch isn't a possible and viable solution and wants to maintain a healthy work culture. 
Jamie. Yeah. Isn't it sad we have to do this? But Jamie, burning people out and grinding them doesn't produce great results. Imagine that. Imagine some CEO figured that out. Um, So I don't know why this is so hard for other CEOs to grasp, but um, or care, I guess, actually would be the optimal word there. They don't care uh, for the most part. So at this time, Jamie says it'll be out when it's ready. And I'm okay with that. Same. Treat your people well. Make the game. Mm hmm. We'll be here waiting for it. It's yeah, fine, exactly. in my opinion. So wh- I just wanted to follow that up with the company that is taking care of their people, or at least reportedly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so we'll see. I know it's sad that I have to be a little bit. You <laughs> would leery. you would hope after the old. After what happened. Yeah. yeah that they yeah. wouldn't follow in those footsteps. God, I hope not. But it sounds like it's going well, and I hope that he does continue, or they. I don't know. Jamie, that could go either way for the name, so I don't know, uh, but we'll see. So, Resident Evil 4, though, mm-hmm. I wanted to chat a little bit more about that remake because we got a little bit more of a look at that this week. And if you're the type that doesn't want any more spoilers for it, I guess maybe skip a little bit. I don't know. I know some people, you know, you want to, I mean, it's it an old game, get your hands on it. Um, but uh, looks like that they're adding a good amount of stuff to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I think the graphics and everything are already looking really good. I yeah. mean, I didn't really have um, any concerns with that. Uh, but they did do some updates to the gameplay mechanics. Um, and sounds like they added to what was already existing in the game. So, like, uh, parrying was one of the examples with knife combat. Mm -hmm. Um, In the original version, Leon would use this as kind of your last resort, um, (laughs) you know, your last-ditch effort to not die, uh, which made you always want that as a necessary tool, of course. Um, But parrying attacks now transform the knife from the last resort option to now you can use it to open crates or an actual defensive tool to keep you alive longer or... Um, as as you still have some dexterity, sure. you know, with using all of that. So it gave it a little bit more of a, a, a use other than having to be on your last <laughs> ditch effort to use the knife. Um, they added some finishing moves, mm-hmm. which uh, seemed interesting. You could use the knives as a finishing attack when the enemies are downed. Um, in the video that we saw, Leon went over to the downed zombie and slit its throat, which I had to be like, but don't you still got to stab its head? Yeah, don't you think that would... I mean, yeah, I like stab its temple. I don't know. I don't know. This is your lore, I guess, for this one. But I thought we were still aiming for the head. <laughs> but I mean, I guess technically they aren't zombies per yeah. se. Yeah, true, true. Um, well, that's a finishing move now that we didn't have before. Um, and they did add some side quests mm-hmm. that are optional. Um, so a little bigger of a game than the first one. Um, sprinkled throughout, there are some optional side quests. Just put that out there. You don't have to do them. Um, that Leon can complete uh, with blue parchments that you'll find. Um, so in the one we saw Leon pick up the blue paper, asked him to get a rare gold chicken egg. And then rewarded with three spinals that could be sold later for cash. So mm-hmm. like little things like that. So it doesn't sound like you have to do them. Um, we got some customization options a little bit more than before. So like the case that you would carry, um, you could now customize it with colors and charms if that's something that you like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest one for me was revamping freaking Ashley. Yeah. And oh my God. <laughs> if this is actually going to be what they're saying, then thank fucking Christ. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. So as most of you are aware, you have to constantly save this woman. Mm -hmm. 
over and over and over most of the time when you want to just leave her because, you know, stop doing that and come over here. Why are you? Why? Um, So thankfully, it's not the entire game. But once you meet up with her, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is how it's going to be. Right. Um, So she actually has abilities, new abilities, being able to unlock doors like something useful. Um, And Leon can direct her to stay close behind him or hang back a bit while you get shit done. And I hope she listens. Yeah, that's the key thing. Listen to me. Like, she would just stand there with all of them coming after her and not move. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm never going to get past the sequence if you don't just freaking move. Okay. Uh, so just thank the baby Yogg we're doing this. Okay. So her dress changed a little, too, mm-hmm. um, if that's something that people care about. But I did like the fact that the team admitted that the area of the world they were in would be really cold that time of year. So she was a bit underdressed for it. I mean, I think she still had on the sweater. But um, so she gets a coat. Yeah, she doesn't need a skirt. No, no. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that that bit that they threw in there with her and her skirt? Like, if she happened to be above you and you tried to oh, pivot yeah. the camera, she'd be like, "Stop it, you perv!" Yeah, it's like you could be below me. That would be fine. Yeah, I don't need you going first. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but in 2023, women get clothes. Woo! Yay! Yay! Um, so. <laughs> Uh, but I'll, if they made her a more convincing character, I approve. That's mm-hmm. all, you know. Um, however, I think those that didn't play the original may be missing out on some memes. You know, mm-hmm. you might. It's a little fun having that in your repertoire, <laughs> having to deal with her. Uh, but you can still play it if you want. Um, so apparently she will even help herself a bit from being captured, which is, you know, instead of, you know, just hanging out by the hordes and literally doing nothing, but mm-hmm. standing there. Yeah. An article mentioned that she actually tried to find cover when Leon ordered it. I want to see this. Yeah. So someone sure. said we may even get to control Ashley at some point, mm-hmm. which is all I ever wanted to do in the first one. Then was like, can I just take it over? Well, it wasn't there one maybe. Yeah. That's, we're like that, crawling through somewhere small. That's what I remembered. There was some, I remember there being some small portion of the game where you did have to control her ever so briefly yeah because she's like tidy or something anyway so we'll see how it like maybe that'll still be broke in but my god if if she actually makes sense as a character Mm. and then i'll just be happy because me was just so frustrating like why yeah no human would do that if you're running from i'm just like sitting there like a jerk waiting for me to tell you to move like get out of the (laughs) way like you don't need me to tell you to run from the hordes of people um, anyway, March 24th, it comes out. So we'll all get to see. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of excited for this one. I might actually pick her up a little later yeah. on down the road. I wait for sales these days, but I could see me wanting to pick this one up just to see, um, how much nicer they made it. Cause, uh, I did enjoy the original version, but yeah, there yeah. was some parts that I wish we would have fixed. <laughs> I would say Resident Evil two and four were probably the ones that I played the most and I would almost be fairly confident i played for the most yeah just because once you got through it and you can go back through and get that tommy gun for like a thousand Mm -hmm. uh coins or whatever the currency was and then you could just unload you know that just made Mm -hmm. it fun i was like i've got a tommy gun i'm gonna fuck y'all up and it doesn't (laughs) matter anymore (laughs) yeah no bullets infinite ammo i was just plowing through just for the hell of it. And that's you what I enjoy. To. If you're going to yeah. do a new game plus, give me that option. Yeah. That's all I want now at this point because mm-hmm. I've already beaten it. Now I just want to go ham. Yeah. Please. You know. Let me have that's fun with it. Do. 
Heck, even in Mafia, it's like, eh, let me, you know, it just saved, right? I'm going to throw all of my grenades and piss off all of the things and see how many people I can down before it's just over. You know? Exactly. Like, you just need that cathartic moment from time to time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, PS5 uh, showcase looks like uh, it's uh, amping up to be pretty decent here. I think we kind of knew this was amping up to be big because we were hearing all of this different stuff that's going to get announced. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, it seems we'll finally have one happening close to E3 time, as they all like to plan it about that same time, but not participate in E3. Sure. Um, so, but it's been a bit since we've had a full on showcase from PlayStation. I know we've had state of plays, but like a full on showcase from stuff. I feel like it's been a well over a year. Mm, it's been a while. Ish. Um, so we've heard about the detachable or attachable disc drive, the wireless earbuds, the PSVR two. Um, so we may have another really big one coming up this year. I don't know. Was there anything you were looking forward to that you think Sony might be announcing? Cause feel like we have a lot of hardware yeah the hardware for sure i'm i'm curious to see if they're going to squash any rumors because that detachable keeps coming up and and i'm am curious about those earbuds i really want those the the more i I think about it the more i hear about it if they're as good as they can be which i know Mm -hmm. they can be right then that's what i want it'll be great yeah Yeah. to hell with (laughs) plugging that shit no i'm not doing that anymore I want legit buds. I still legit am beside myself that I need to plug in the controller for updates. Like, we've had Wi-Fi for a really long time. Well, again. a pretty long time. Yeah, no, but but again, they're they're working on that. They're in that beta program right now. As far as I know, from what I've I've played around with the beta on on my one PlayStation, Mm -hmm. it seems to be doing okay. They do give me those little screens of like, hey, you're in beta, just so you're aware. (laughs) Okay. You know, so something should happen. That's on you. Yeah. You tried the beta. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you made, well, they didn't make yeah. me, but no. they made it so enticing. True. <laughs> they True. made me feel important. <laughs> well, I guess I feel like, why didn't it come with it? I know, right? I mean, the fact that it's <laughs> like, there now in this beta program is like, PlayStation 4? you didn't think about this beforehand? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Does Xbox have it? Now I need to know. Series Xers out there. Can yeah. you wirelessly update your controller? I'm actually curious. I know I could look it up, but I'd rather you tell me. Yeah. We want to see the engagement. I know how many <laughs> followers we have on Spotify. Got it. And I know that I've never been an Xbox per- Xbox person for no other reason than I've always played PC and the hubs has always been into Sony. So mm-hmm. any game that came out on Xbox, for the most part, I was able to get on PC. So yeah. I just never had a need for it. Never that I thought the console was garbage or anything. I'm sure it plays just like any of the others, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't see... Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, at least we're finally going to have a showcase coming up later this year. So I'm excited to see if there's anything new that we haven't seen leaked or if stuff that we saw leaked is in fact, just a bunch of BS and uh, something else will happen. So I don't know. I think it'll be fun to see since they've got some really cool things that seems like it's coming down the pipeline. Um, but looks like last little thing I have here that I wanted to mention, um, If you have, I thought you might be excited about this. If you have the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack DLC, I don't know what it's called. 
Okay, yeah. there's lots of them in the tier, and the the name is ridiculously long. Or Direct Plus, I don't know. Uh, but I thought you might have liked the news about Metroid Fusion came to that service. I did. Um, and, or will be mm-hmm. on 3-9, um, March 9th. Um, so I don't remember. Did you get the service or no? Uh, funny enough, I actually had to re-up it because I had subscribed to it out of curiosity last uh-huh. year when they added the extra tier. And, like, I wasn't thrilled about it because of the price point because yeah, i yeah. still feel like that is outrageous compared to what we're seeing out of sony and uh and game, X- pass and even. game pass xbox and all that so but to be fair uh looking at the price point now <laughs> seeing sony's premium and extra mm-hmm. tiers i'm like all right well nintendo's doing same yeah. for these older games, so I can't complain that much about it. Yeah. Plus, which I, I didn't even realize this, like, I guess it kind of went over my head, and, I, and the longer I thought about it, I was like, no, I have heard about this. I just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Is that having that expansion pack, they have packs that they release on other games like Mario Kart. And Katrina was playing Mario Kart one day, and she's like, I got all these new courses and these new things, and I don't even know where it came from. And I was like, and then I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, the expansion packs that come on the the games. That's what that's from. So because we already have that, they automatically upload to the the game, and they're Mm -hmm. available to play. So she's been playing more and more Mario Kart because new things keep adding. got it. So why not? Yeah. So... Where was I going with this? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I did. I did get that, and apparently my 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 card was declined because I it was an old card that oh, has expired. yes, and I was like, oh yeah. shit. So I had to go and fix that. Trying to get onto the service was a task for some reason because every time I went on it, it was like something's something went wrong something's not available and i was like i just want to re-up the shit <laughs> i just, just want to update it come on man but i did i finally got it back so it's there it is and uh yeah i i mean metroid fusion i f- Game feel Boy? like uh yeah maybe the 3ds or something one of those yeah i think i played it there but i, I would feel like love, it was Game Boy something yeah i would love to play it on regular tv because it it has a very Super Metroid-esque feel, which is my all-time favorite Z- mm-hmm. or Metroid game. I was going to say Zelda for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I still want to play GoldenEye. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. actually hit the service yet. If it has, then that's on me for not going and looking. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I want to play some of the Game Boy games that they added and stuff like that. So I'm I'm yeah. in for it just for the sake of nostalgia. And, yeah. uh, Eric, I feel like you. I'm, I know you're listening. Uh-huh. I feel like I have a right to vote <laughs> we had a conversation on discord oh, what did I miss? <laughs> where uh, they were looking for new games for the uh-huh. for their super switch club podcast which i recommend oh, yeah. anybody who's into video oh, games go over go there and check that out yeah definitely one of those uh, adjacent podcasts that kind of do the podcasters simple thing but mm-hmm. with video games which you know we should be more involved but i just trying to find the time that's yeah. why I've kind of not done that yet. And they were looking to vote on their next game, looking through that service. Uh-huh. And I had a, I had a few choices. And I just asked, I said, what kind of game do you want? And then Eric was just like, well, you got to submit before you can vote. And I was like, that is bullshit. What do you mean submit? 
Like, like I should submit your piece with it. I need to participate in Super Switch Club, and then I can have a say in the boat. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of fair. That's fair. I know. Yeah. I just I'm I'm trying to find the time to work <laughs> all this stuff in. Like I still haven't even written uh, my piece for the Indiana Jones podcasters assemble even though i've been waiting to work like i have i've had it ready to go to get ready to start and i think i even wrote a line to start it and the next (laughs) thing i know i just got pulled away and i've been pulled away in all these other directions that i've not come back Mm -hmm. to it to focus on it so (sighs) i'm the worst i just don't remember anything i've got to set myself reminders and timers Mm -hmm. to be like hey remember you want to do adult today oh yeah well, it's the same yeah. with my Japanese lessons. I, I need to do that because I'll get all these little push reminders and be like, hey, uh-huh. you want to learn today? It'll only take 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, hang on. And then yeah. I'll focus on In what like I'm doing. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then yeah. before I know it, the, the entire day's gone. I was like, well, shit. So I've mm-hmm. forgotten to do that. Yeah. Anyway, no, yes. I, uh, I do have but... this this thing, and I am looking forward to Metroid Fusion. Hopefully I'll... to go peek around a little bit more on it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think there's some interesting stuff on there, and I, I need to try it out more. I just, I forget about it, and, I haven't you know. played my Switch in a while, unfortunately. I need to kick her back on just to see how she's doing. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> poor thing's been collecting dust. And every once in a while it goes on our trips with us so we can, like, watch TV in the hotels. <laughs> you know, if I remember the freaking base, mm-hmm. I always forget the base. And then I'm okay. like, well, didn't do me any good then for what we brought it for, did it? Because mm-hmm. I always forget you need the base for the TV. Certainly. I'm just like, I'll just plug it in with the USB. It'll be fine. No. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not fine. Lace, remember things. Uh, that was all I found interesting that I wanted to chat with you about this week. What have you got for us? I know sometimes I miss things that you want to talk about. Uh, well, I don't think there was anything that uh, you didn't touch on this week. Not that I could, nothing that was just sticking in my head like, oh yeah, my God, we have to talk it. about this. And then I'll remember as we finish. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh yeah. But I usually got to make myself notes. Well, for that reason. I have a story. Oh, I love story time. Yep. And I've been trying to figure out what stories I want to tell. And this one kind of came up at random. Like, it, it, I had watched an episode of American Dad. Uh, seems okay. like the most random thing ever. And <laughs> they did an episode, sur- uh, kind of centri- used this, this game as a concept. And I thought, huh, I've never looked into that. So I did some digging. And... Shout out to Jimmy Marr, who I've shouted out on the show before. Digital Antiquarian, whose link will be down below. Obviously, this is the man I go to when I want a history lesson about stuff. Now, granted, I have condensed a lot of what I found from him and a lot of other stuff to try and make this palatable because mm-hmm. he had five different parts to this story. And I thought, well, wow. I don't need all that, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. So if you want the unabridged version <laughs> go over there unrated version yeah right. so you can you can listen to his story but I, I made it a little bit more palatable and put in my own little flares as i usually do mm-hmm. so if it wasn't evident to our audience before now i would like to reiterate that i am considered old by the youth of today Oh, no. How many times has it been brought to my attention that I am old, if not older, than the things I grew up enjoying as they reached their 30th, 35th, and even 40th anniversaries? 
Yeah. 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 However, <laughs> as I say this, I did gleam a little joy the other day. My oldest daughter had the realization that the things she grew up with were also hitting big number anniversaries. And what it, I did, what any good parent would do, I rubbed it in. Now, <laughs> we're not here to talk about how old I am or how old Lace is because I'm sure we've talked about it here ad nauseum. And if you need specific numbers, I can't imagine we've said it on this show. And if you want to go no, find I it. I like to keep them guessing. Yeah. Go scour the I internet. Engage myself by the things I say. <laughs> All I can tell you to do is you're going to have to do the digging. I'm not going to give it to you. You have to earn it. You have to work for it. I'm not going to encourage anyone to do a deep dive into me. So I'm sorry. There you go. So, so now. <laughs> Anyway, today I want to talk about a little gem from my childhood, and I'm pretty sure your childhood as well, mm-hmm. that I would bet 99% of kids from our era played at some point or another. And some may be wondering, how could that be possible? Not every kid had a Nintendo or an Atari or a Sega mm-hmm. Master System or Turbo Graphics or an Intellivision or a ColecoVision. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the beauty of this game. Okay, because while your parents would tell you to get off that damn game and uh, while you're at home at school, sometimes you had an opportunity to play video games, albeit with a caveat of learning. Sure. And while I'm fond of several that I played at school, one of which being number munchers, I still love that game. I don't know why I love that game. I loved it so much. Strategy puzzle games just so you get into a man. Which they increasing. Harder than, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've, they've renamed it, by the way, which is weird. They, they call it Math Munchers now. It's no longer Is there something munchers. wrong with numbers? Maybe it's something to do with that newfangled math they're teaching people these days. Perhaps. <laughs> I already forgot what it's called. Anyway. Removed from kids in school. The one that most people talk about would be the Oregon Trail. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Or first thing that came to my mind. It has transcended the memories of Gen Xers, Xennials, and even some early Millennials, I would almost bet, to become a very memeable Wait, property. which order do you think they go in? I think it's X, Millennials, Millennial. Gen Xers. Yeah. Xennials. Millennial. Yeah, Xennials is in between a Millennials and Gen Xers. That's bullshit, and you just made that up. Nope, I've never heard of it nope, before. Nope, it goes Gen nope. X, Millennial, the rest of you. No, I've been told that I'm a Xennial. I fall into that category of this small little percentage of kids who grew up in an age where technology was a thing, but it also wasn't a thing. Weird, I know. I'm just... I'm, I don't I'm, accept this. I'm just being <laughs> accurate. Quit adding in different... Whatever, okay, sorry. Whatever happened to Generation Y? (laughs) Well, I think Y was actually always the placeholder until... Because I I used to make that argument a lot growing up when everyone was like, you're now millennial. And I'm like, I was always this, and then I was X, Mm -hmm. and then I was Y. And then they were like, yeah, Y always is the case. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I think you... I'm trying not to give away your age. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's pretty obvious. I feel like you do fall. Years apart. I feel like you do fall into the millennial category based on this information that I learned about zennials, because I fall into the zennial category because, like I said, it's a little small carving between Gen X and millennials that they said, "Nope, this is zennials right here," and I fall into that category. 
I don't know. Don't know why. I don't give a damn. Anyway. I'm just old. Yes. But So then what's the new people? I, I thought they were Xennials. I thought they were Gen Z or some shit. Okay, sorry. This isn't the topic of conversation. It, it is not. Go ahead. Sorry. Anyway. Don't accept that. <laughs> Oregon Trail has become a staple yes. in pop culture, believe it or not. Uh, and, but I'm getting ahead of myself before we, we get to that point. How we got there, we have to understand how we got there. And to do that, we must first travel back to the magical decade of the 1970s. Yes, the 70s, a time when drug use was expected. And while we are 100% certain that drugs were partially responsible for this game's creation, the probability is certainly high. (laughs) Oh, yes, take that as you will. Anyway, in 1971, Paul Dillenberg, Don Roswich, looks right, and Billy Heineman were attending Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota. The three roommates were enrolled in a student teaching program that allowed them to teach classes, uh, with Paul and Billy teaching math and Donnie teaching eighth grade history. Now, during one of his classes, Don came up with the idea of creating a board game about the trails of the Oregon Trail. He thought it would be a great tool to help teach a lot about this This moment in history to his class and thought this would be great it would be fun it would be learning it would, why not yeah yeah learn some of the hard lessons of history and have fun doing it you know mm-hmm. as much as you can have fun with the prospect of dying anyway with all the dysentery <laughs> <laughs> so don went back to his roommates and he shared the idea and they thought yes this is a great idea however paul saw potential for it to be a computer game because Computers at this time were starting to become a little bit more, not widely available, but the the prospect of computer learning programs and things like that were starting to, to grow a little bit. And he thought, but he's like, we could write a code and we could program it into a timeshare basic. Now, this system was a programming language interpreter developed by Hewlett Packard that is historically Notable for being the platform used in the 1971 text-based strategy game, Star Trek. So, utilizing some notes that he had about the gameplay idea, and then structuring that into a code, Don programmed his idea into a game, which he then presented to his 8th grade history class. The game was a huge success, obviously. Right. So, from that... That led the program or the computer or whatever he had it on, they passed it around to additional schools in the district for the rest of the semester for other kids to have the opportunity to try it. However, when Don decided to leave the school or the school district in 1972, he deleted the program from the system and he took the code with him. Now, in another reality in the multiverse... Kids grew up never playing or even knowing about this game, The Oregon Trail. Only a few would know its secrets. But this is not that reality. Because you see, in 1973, the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, which I think they've changed it to corporation, or did later on, but we'll just, consortium sounds so great now. It really does. Or M-E-C-C for short, that may look familiar or sound familiar. 
if you're thinking about it. You may not have known it as the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, but you may have seen MECC printed on several floppy disks back in the day. Uh, They were founded, or this consortium was founded by the Minnesota State Legislature. The purpose of this organization was to search for and implement new computer applications for educational use. Now, in 1974, Don was approached by MECC to be the liaison between the organization and a selection of community colleges to which he accepted. He was also encouraged to help develop any new applications he may think that would be beneficial to the program. And as luck would have it, he remembered this one thing that he did a few years back. He hadn't forgotten about the Oregon Trail. Luckily, the computer he had access to used a version of BASIC, so he spent an entire Thanksgiving weekend of that year reprogramming his his game back into existence. He made a few modifications to the program that were a little better suited for the hardware, made some additional enhancements that made the game a little bit more historically accurate, more consistent, and overall, just more fun. So the MECC was ecstatic about Don's contributions, and they sent it to numerous schools across the state where it was played for years to come. The end. Okay, there's more. (laughs) I was going to say, come on. Obviously, it spread beyond the state of Minnesota, but how? This wasn't a game being sold on an Atari or a Magnavox Odyssey that everybody had. And, and... It was an educational game. Yuck. Who wants to play that? Not me. Mm -mm. (sighs) Education. So what happened? Well, there used to be a time when people weren't so damn selfish and greedy. You know? Eh. They weren't as openly... (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll believe that. (laughs) The MECC saw the benefits that their program and the new developing applications were making, and they wanted to share them with other school systems across the country. So, through generous funding and support, the MECC... has such a mouthful. I don't know why it's... Mech. They made... They made it their mission to put a computer in every classroom around the country and perform studies to see the benefits provided, not just for the students, but for the teachers as well. Yeah, they need a break. Sure. Now, in 1978, MECC chose the Apple II to be the de facto computer in every classroom, and they helped provide access to purchase one through MECC at cost. Now, with this hardware being different and vastly superior to the HP 2100, previous programs like Oregon Trail were then updated to the Apple II and given additional flourishes like graphical capabilities to see the action that you were just previously reading about. Now we get to see the wagon. We get to see the oxen. We get to see all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Even a river. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Over time, MECC had had enough software that they began to provide packages to school systems. So if they wanted Oregon Trail, along with number munchers and whatever other, they could buy this whole big learning package and say, there you go. That's for your kids. It's for for your classroom. And you use it however you will. I don't remember how my teacher used it. I do remember getting to play it, but I I don't remember what... I didn't get to 
yeah, I feel like maybe assignments or you had to earn it. I don't remember. I really don't. Uh, well, I went to a dumb school, so we didn't have it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to play it at my own home. But the- yes. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> now, the update to Oregon Trail on the Apple II improved the game's quality of life so dramatically that its popularity soared in the 1980s, leading to it being onto other platforms like Atari and the Commodore 64, and the Radio Shack TRS-80, which I had. And and I found this out while I was doing research. The Radio Shack TRS-80 was actually one of the computers they were considering to be the computer for the classrooms. Oh, yeah? But no, the Apple II had to come and fuck it all up. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, No, it was the superior computer. I understand. Uh, In 1985... (laughs) Game developer R. Philip Bruchard, who actually created the aforementioned number munchers, developed a newer version of the game which more accurately reflected the real Oregon Trail, incorporating notable geographic landmarks as well as human non-player characters with whom the player could interact with. Now, perhaps, perhaps you are the listener right now, and you're saying to yourself, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean the real Oregon Trail? Well, in case you didn't learn it in school, which <laughs> you should have, but I don't know how bad your school system is. We just found out Lace didn't even have this in school. No, no. Well, I mean, were they able to teach me about God through it? Yeah, I mean, they could have been. We don't know. There, there are those game developers out there, I'm sure. It's true. Bible verses for the masses. Right. <laughs> Forgive that loud, obnoxious vehicle driving by that's throwing me off. The Oregon Trail was a 2,000-mile wagon route laid by fur traders in the early 1800s that stretched from Missouri to Oregon. You see how that all just... Yeah. It's now, <laughs> that is an absolute minimalist version that I just gave you, okay? That is the the simplest way that I could describe that. So it may not sound like much, but when you consider that this was at a time without motor vehicles, this was not some day trip. This was not just some joy ride down the road. Took a while. It had its share of obstacles that settlers had to overcome. That is what led to the concept behind this game. So again, you may be asking... What do they have to overcome? Well, that boils down to just about any and everything. Because the game itself really works as a resource manager, if you think about it. You start the game with limited funds that have to last you the entire trip. So, that already sounds like hell to me, since there's no prospect of really earning any more money. However, there are additional options to help you assist you along the way, but that still doesn't make it easier. Because you have to figure, what do you need? You have to worry about food. You have to worry about ammunition. You have to worry about clothing, medical supplies, resources for repair, the oxen pulling your wagon. You know, these are the things you need for your journey. Uh-huh. And along the way, you can encounter wild animals that are deadly. You know, uh-huh. like wolves, snakes, shit like that. You bears. can encounter Bears. You encounter illness in numerous forms. Yep. As you said, dysentery. Dysentery will get you, man. Yep. 
all from drinking <laughs> water, damn it. You're thirsty. Potable water. You just need it. Then you have to struggle with famine. Maybe you don't have enough food for your family. You could have four or five people, and then it's just like, well, who's going to eat today? Who knows? Then you have to worry about that. What's that going to do to you? Is that going to make me sick? I don't know. Maybe you're a bad shot and just can't get more food yeah. along the way. Yeah. And then it's the hazard of hunting. So you have to go out. What if you can't hunt everything? What if you can't get enough rabbits or deer or whatever the fuck and then you encounter a bear and then you're screwed there too? Yep. More hazards. But worst of all, you can have simple accidents like falling off the damn wagon. Yeah. <laughs> breaking a limb or worse. And then... Worst of all, that gamble. When you come across the river, yeah. do you cross it or do you go around? Or do you wait and or... see if it goes down the tide? Yeah. And the yeah. one thing to keep in mind as you make these decisions is you are on a time limit. Mm -hmm. Insofar as understanding that if it takes you too long to get to the mountainous areas, winter will come. You know, as yeah. they said in that show that everyone hates now. <laughs> and you were going to have to try and survive the mountains in winter. Yeah. Not happening. No. Nope. See the problem? You're yeah. trying to beat the rush. <laughs> yeah. So the game itself is actually kind of programmed to represent a two-week journey from Independence, Missouri to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. With the obstacles being thrown at you in... Fairly random succession, which mm -hmm. adds to the game's replayability. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You could have the easiest time. You could have you could die within <laughs> three or four moves and just be like, hell with it. <laughs> we were out for three whole days. Ironically, the hardships of the journey are actually the selling point for most people. Can I survive the journey? What could I have done differently? Regardless of how you adjust your choices, it just may not matter through the playthrough. Mm -hmm. One may even argue that the game is made for sadists who just want to suffer along with their fake family because they enjoy watching everyone die and wonder how it's going to happen this time. <laughs> little Let's Billy... Get him this time. Yeah. Little Billy drowned in the river last time and this time he got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> so we left him... And it's just like, we can't do nothing for him. Just put him down, Ma. I would argue the challenges of the game are kind of what make the game so inviting. Mm -hmm. But to each their own. In 1995, yes, we took a jump. The game alone was responsible for one-third of MECC's annual $30 million revenue. Ooh, that much? Yeah. More updated ports found their way to more platforms like DOS, Windows, Macintosh. In fact, MECC had eventually shifted their focus away from computer resources for schools and just focused on the software. So they wanted to make more software as opposed to being like, hey, they can buy a computer. We'll just... Let's keep it here. Focus yeah. on the educational titles and that, that we will have so much more for them to, to take in. Mm -hmm. That shift saw MECCs looking to branch out into other platforms and they kind of needed the capital to do so. But the state of Minnesota just didn't have it. You know, they, they really couldn't help out. So mm -hmm. in 1991, 
MECC spun itself into a private corporation, and by 1995, it was acquired for $370 million by Canadian software company SoftKey. Mm. Problem here is that SoftKey could give shit about children's education. They wanted the money. And they could earn all the money through the games in which they took. And they practically destroyed MECC after they acquired them. It's like, no more. Yeah. But, (laughs) in a fun sense of watching Domino's fall, SoftKey, which had acquired and taken the name of another software developer known as The Learning Company, they were then acquired by Mattel in 1999. And what... Business Week called one of the worst deals of all time. For a learning company, right? No, for SoftKey. Oh. Well, I guess technically they would have been, because for some reason they, they bought them and then they took their name, so te- they were the learning company, even though they weren't the original like learning company. Kind of like how Atari now is not Atari. Right, there you go. Okay. So... Why, you may ask? Why was this a terrible deal? Well, you see, Mattel, they were already in a very, very bad place financially. And they were just trying to figure out what they could do, and they were trying to pivot, and then they started to buy up all this edutainment stuff, and they were like, edutainment, that's going to be the thing. Mm -hmm. And not realizing that by the end of the 20th century, the term edutainment was toxic. Oh. No one wanted edutainment. They were like, nah, no one yeah. wants that. Eh. Now, granted, this is an oversimplification, honestly, because I don't have the time to explain all the financial reports and analyses, and mm-hmm. you don't want to hear that, so take it as a win. Yeah. Uh, the learning company brand maintained for a few years, releasing several more editions of the Oregon Trail on PC. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it just... At some point after Mattel got its hands on it. And the game went stagnant after 2001 until the game license found its way to Gameloft. Gameloft apparently had a passion for this game. Mm -hmm. So they developed an updated version of the game beginning with the Nintendo DSi. And it didn't really attempt to recreate anything different. They just... Gave it a, a nice shiny coat of paint, you know. But the a refresher, new yeah. dress. You know, because if the axle ain't broke, then the wagon can keep moving, as they right, say. You exactly. Know? <laughs> In fact, Gameloft's version was the most dynamic version to date at that time, utilizing a hand-drawn aesthetic for visuals. And while I can't swear to it, I I really feel like I own this game. Like, somewhere in my head, I feel like I did buy this. Because I had a DSi. Yeah. I knew the DSiWare title. That's what this was. This wasn't something you go to the store and buy. You had to buy it on their platform. Okay. And when I looked at pictures, I was like, I did play this. I'm almost positive I played this. But I, my, my brain... 2009 was so long ago. It really was. <laughs> you know? So my brain is like, I, did I? I, I feel confident in saying that. Gameloft went a step further, and they developed two sequel titles, uh, Oregon Trail Gold Rush and Oregon Trail American Settler. Those I did not play, but they were also ported to the DSi 
Uh, and they also moved them to mobile devices because mm-hmm. that was starting to become a thing around yeah. those yeah, times, I guess. Time, like 2007-ish, I guess, yeah. is when we started getting smartphones, touchscreens and shit. Mm-hmm. Now, newer versions of the game can be found on Apple Arcade, Nintendo Switch, and even mm-hmm. Steam. The original code of the game was even uploaded to the internet to allow the curious to download and play. And if I can find that link, I'll send, it's complicated. In fact, let me let me just rephrase that. Go to the Digital Antiquarian, like I told you. Find uh-huh. this article. He has all the steps laid out oh, because nice. there's there are steps. I'm so sure. yeah. to get it to work with this stuff yeah sure. like you have to type this in then you have to put in a code then you download is, is it is it going through dos probably okay probably a shell or something like that i don't know but uh it's it, to my knowledge as of 2019 when it was updated it's there okay so it may may be gone i don't know but just understand it could may or may not be there uh the legacy of the game spawned off Spin-off titles like the Yukon Trail, mm-hmm. parody titles like the Oregon Trail. Like I was hoping you were going to bring that game up. I had so much fun with it. Yeah, when I'm saying, it. follow me here. Maybe my my accent. Yeah, Oregon, as in the yeah. state, Oregon, like as the organs in my body. Yes, organs. <laughs> so take a look at that. I remember playing that too. That was a lot of fun. Oh my god, it's so much fun. They also produced live-action stage shows, musicals, and... I don't think I knew there was musicals. I had no idea. This was news (laughs) to me. And in a fun way of seeing the IP come full circle, Pressman Toy Corporation produced a board game based on the video game that was originally conceived as a board game. So that it actually happened. You know, the the yeah. idea the guy had, it, it came it's true. It's interesting it went to electronic first then. Yeah, I know. Considering right? the, the day and age mm-hmm. it was coming out. Yeah. Hmm. All of this begs the question, why does this game endure out of all the games meant for educational purposes? Because, like I said, I, I saw an episode of American Dad and they... they ran with that idea where Steve was playing Oregon Trail and mm-hmm. everything you see. And then the family kind of got roped into it and then it became like a fantasy. What if they were on the you Oregon really Trail? You get addicted to it, man. Like, once you get going. Mm-hmm. Is the narrative that compelling? Are the stakes just so great that it allows us to imagine the hardships endured and we just, in some strange way, hoping we can save the families? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's the oddity out of the edutainment world. And whatever it is, it's proof of concept that people are willing to learn if you disguise it well enough. Right? (laughs) You just got to trick them. Oh, fun. Excellent. Yeah. No, that that is kind of interesting how that stayed the test of time because there's really no other edutainment titles that come to mind. Off the top of my head, I might I would probably have to dig and go. Oh yeah, yeah. But I yeah. mean, like I said, very memeable today, where you see so and so died of dysentery, or so and so did this and whatnot, and I yeah. I don't know. It's it is really bizarre when you think about it 
long term. Like even this, kids today probably know it. Yeah. You think? I mean, it's it's very possible. And to to, I would really hope. And granted, I haven't played one of these updated versions, but I am I have been tempted to go search just out of curiosity. But I'm yeah. curious to know how much of the educational aspect is still available. Like, have they removed some of those aspects? Yeah. I don't know. There was one that I played, and I, I'm pretty sure it was just on the browser. I didn't bother to download all of this stuff. That I, I could tell it was an updated version just by the coloring and stuff of mm-hmm. it. It wasn't like that choppy bit style um, where it kind of flowed a little bit better. So maybe that was the updated version. Yeah. And it had been so long since I played the original when I was a kid at home that I don't know that I would necessarily remember if dialogue changed or, but I feel like I still broke wheels. I still got sick. I still couldn't shoot a bear. I was still having that issue. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at this version they have on the Nintendo Switch and I kind of want to play it. It looks really interesting. It's 30 bucks, but holy shit. It's how much? 30. But wait until you see it. Like, I might might plop down 30 bucks for that, maybe. That does look nice. It does. But I don't know about $30. I know. I'm I'm a penny pincher on that as well. (laughs) Like, maybe for 15. It's like uh... 20 max for me. But I know Nintendo's a little more expensive on their store. For, well, is it a Nintendo only? Uh, no, I think it was on it's Steam. And uh, this is the one that I mentioned at the end. I think it was on Apple Arcade, this and Steam. Oh, well, this is definitely not one I played then. It was updated from the original, but it didn't look this pretty. Oh, okay. I might have to look a little bit more into that than when we're done here. But yeah, I know still. Okay. I'm, I'm like $30 for it. So no. And this is nice. <laughs> this is nice because now what this means, I don't know. This could be corporation talk. But uh-huh. it says respectful representation. Uh, for the first uh, time, yeah. the game features Native American playable characters and stories celebrating the history and culture of the peoples who first lived on this land and still live here today. Through thorough research and multiple academic consultants were involved in the game's production to ensure accuracy and respectful representation of all peoples depicted in the game. So uh, some bit of history is still kind of there, but maybe not as much. I don't know. Yeah, I never know when they say those things, whether it was like a respectful or just omission. I don't know. Sure. But (sighs) we'll see. I mean, probably a lot of our media would need that, and we're seeing it happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, well, then check that out if you would like. It looks like you got a brand new update. Oh, I don't know how brand new. What year? What year? Uh, An updated version? I didn't. Oh, it is new. 2022. It says November oh, wow. 14th. Um, whether that means just on Switch or in general, I don't know. It's on the uh, Nintendo page. This is release date, November 14th, 22. Um, so there you go. If you want to live, relive your childhood, but in prettier colors. Why not? Uh, there, there you go, right? Um, but I say that's our show. That's our show. You can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or go to Instagram to view the weekly icon art. Steven puts his time and love into Oh, y'all going to love this one today. <clears throat> oh, I can't wait. I mean, I've seen it. It's great. 
you know, mm-hmm. how this works. Uh, <laughs> you can send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app. And even by going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. And if you want more than just podcasting, head on over to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions for more. And we're getting better at Discord. Well, Steven's definitely getting better at Discord. I'm starting to suck again. So come <laughs> help me be better by joining our Discord. Uh, links are in the description down below. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. And I'm Stephen White. And you could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then... Game on! This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.